and welcome back to Two Guys, One Lightsaber. Mike Pandoff live from his shitty studio apartment in Muskegon right now as he's in between apartments moving, and that's why we have been gone. And he's with his co-host, <laughs> Ron Burgess. <laughs> Ron, uh, it's been a couple weeks uh, as uh, I've had shitty internet, shitty weather, so I have no AC on in my fucking apartment. There's no AC in this unit. Uh, I've turned off the fans, but the windows are open, so if you hear cars, dogs, shit, listeners i'm sorry this is 11 more days and i'm in my official apartment with ac closed windows and my own studio room which i can't wait to man cave the fuck up how you been ron it's been a minute i've been good uh watching probably the best thing marvel's put out since endgame <laughs> yes this um cosmo not on a uh, youtube i don't know if you know who he is uh he literally, and I agree with him, this has made the MCU exciting again. And it's not like how it was with Wanda and Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was also cool, and Black Widow that just came out. But this just opens up a whole world of possibilities, which makes me more excited for Doctor Strange 2, which I guess Loki is going to be in, yeah. and Spider-Man Far From Home. This is going to be explaining a lot, maybe, uh, you know, casual Marvel fans watching this show are now going to be open up to seeing possibly a Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man 3 um, Far From Home. It, like, this is going to be interesting to me. No way home. No way home. What fuck the home titles, okay? <laughs> Spider-Man three. But no, yeah. The, <laughs> but, the MCU has officially changed into the uh Marvel multiverse. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I think this is where I think we'll get Fantastic Four. I think this is how they're gonna explain X-Men all coming from a different timeline and it's going to lead into a sacred timeline, I believe, at the end, getting recreated with all the Morbius getting a jet ski. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Uh, but uh, like my I think everything is leading up to like when the next like Avengers movie comes out, there's going to be one timeline at the end of this thing. And it's going to have X-Men, Fantastic Four, Inhumans. It's going to have everything on the same universe. Finally. I, I can't wait. It's going to be very interesting. But, uh, but we're also going to be talking about episodes four, five, and six, all in this episode. Um, since we've been falling behind, we know the recaps, like I said, didn't have the best internet. Me and Ron tried to record, and you literally heard every other word I said. Yes. So <laughs> um, we, I'm sorry for the delay for all of our loyal fans. Appreciate you all for being patient with us. Uh, we're going to do a quick rundown just of four, five, and six and kind of give our whole series thought of where the show is going because it is confirmed in the post credit scene this is our first show that is getting its second season officially from the mcu yep and i can't wait because i think we'll also see kang in that one and yeah i wonder you think he's gonna be blue or you think they're gonna stay away from that so i don't know if his skin will be blue but maybe like the glow of his helmet will be blue yeah. because that would be cool like the classic king that we see in like the green and purple that is actually like a iron man suit that he created okay so that's like not actually his body but that is like a super futuristic like combat suit ah okay I don't know much about Kang other than he is the great grandson great 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 grandson of Reed Richards correct yes huh. interesting yes. real name Nathaniel Richards Nathaniel. from the 31st century <laughs> yeah um so ron you want to lead the way since i know you're itching you you want to just point out those easter eggs yeah so we'll start with episode four uh the nexus event this is where we see loki and 
Sylvie's relationship kind of starts to take form. Uh, when they touch each other's hands, they right. create like this new branch off that the TVA has never seen before. So it opens up like a whole new possibility. And oh, this episode was a lot of character building for Loki and Sylvie. Yeah, this episode was very intimate and just certain part because, you know, their plan failed. They know they're going to die. And this is where it's kind of like, and I joke, like, this is incest because it seems a lot nowadays <laughs> pop culture since Game of Thrones incest. But is it really incest if it's someone who is you, but is they really you? Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it gets that blurred lines. So this went from like, okay, they're definitely, there's a romance brewing here and that definitely is being played forward. Um, I just loved how everyone figured it out. The revelations in episode four is where I really started loving the show more and more. Right, because, yeah, Loki and Sylvie get captured and Loki tries to explain to Mobius, like, hey, like, everything you know is a lie. You're a variant. Everyone here is a variant. Mm -hmm. And Mobius ends up finding out the truth from Ravona's tempad and ultimately gets pruned by Ravona at a time we thought possibly Mobius could be dead. Yeah, that was like the interesting thing about that. It's just like, wow, okay, Owen Wilson, nice to see you. Guess this ain't <laughs> right. gonna get fixed. Um, but the cool thing, which uh, which Hunter was it again? B twenty three. Uh, B fifteen. B fifteen. Um, how she went to Sylvie to get those memories brought back again, and seeing how happy she was and figuring out she's a variant. I that was my favorite moment. Like how happy she was, and she just realizing like this is all lies and uh yeah it was in episode four correct yep that was yeah and that just was bonkers crazy as well yeah the uh, this is the episode where i think like we really started to see how awesome the background and the setup was for things that were unfolding like especially when loki was telling mobius like hey you're a variant like the lighting in the room during that scene where it's like the light like shines on mobius oh it's like okay there's that clarity like he believes it's real and then the light fades past him and you're like you know what you're lying so it's like you could see the truth just kind of slip away from him it's like little things like that they've done so well in this series i love it right and that's also with them uh getting into the throne room with the timekeepers i love that whole setup i loved how they looked crazy looking just just seeing them that seems like someone's imagination like right how would i explain this bullcrap backstory and now i'm going to build these animatronics to look like these mythical time lizards as uh, loki always calls them <laughs> and i once i got the head cut off i'm like oh shit wizard of oz time who is the man behind the curtain right and that's what i've loved about this it's mystery but unlike wandavision where we could take it a million different ways you could tell the writers of this show they wanted the mystery to make sure it had a good payoff. And this wasn't more of a personal story like WandaVision's mystery was because we kind of figured it out about midway through. We were just hoping for Morbius to show up. Right. But this one, they want you, they're introducing the next big bad. I feel like WandaVision was definitely made before this, and that was the issue. So, like, Loki wanted to make sure that this was like more of a fan show. Yes. Not much as a personal growth story, except for like Sylvie who clearly didn't learn shit by the end of this show. Oh, for sure. And honestly, this is a huge nod to everyone that knows the comics. Like, I had, I do feel bad for people that don't know what 
the MCU is trying to set up here because I feel like they're lost right now. I've had to explain this ending to this show to quite a few people already for them to like understand the gravity of what this just did. Right. I I told my girlfriend, I was like, babe, this is Thanos 2.0, if not worse than Thanos, because he's seen (laughs) everything. Yes. And we're going to get Fantastic Four now, so I don't give a shit. Let's (laughs) bring it on. Like, this is the perfect setup for that. Um, So you want to go into episode five? I know Uh, you're chomping out the bit for that. Yeah. So quick to wrap up episode four, uh, Loki gets pruned by Renslayer at the end as he was trying to confess his love. And then this was the first episode that had a post credit scene where Loki awakens to see other variant Lokis. Yeah, and uh, I think because our original broadcast, and I wish I had, I got a couple things right going into this. I remember telling you, Loki Mayor was not going to be him. That was going to be an evil variant. I thought he was going to be the big bad of that world. I was wrong right. about that. But I wish the alligator was the one who was talking loki gator <laughs> right oh man but that, i love this the the f- different variant lokis because they teased it to us i wish we could have got hulk loki but uh this this was fun and the actor who plays the og loki is one of my favorite character actors he's been in so yeah. much stuff richard e grant man dude he's, oh, my. he stole episode five yes like to be in that absurd costume was so awesome like the way they've done the traditional costumes in these shows, like kind of poking fun at them, but bringing them into, you know, the show. Right. I've loved it because that means there's a universe out there where all everyone's wearing the ridiculous costumes. <laughs> well, yeah, we like Captain America. WandaVision with her ridiculous costume from the comics. Right. And that was kind of funny because that was more Halloween haha. But when you right. see OG Loki, you're like, no, that means Thor's wearing his helmet in that universe. Or Iron Man literally has got his weird you know, bolts and armor caps got the feathers sticking out of his helmet. Ah, it's been so cool. But yeah, let's go into episode five, Journey into Mystery. This episode was the first time every Marvel fan was happy about a big purple cloud. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I didn't know who, like, I told you, I'm a casual comic guy, right? I didn't know who life was, but when you were about to tease that right there, I'm pretty sure I marked out as soon as I saw the Thanos helicopter, I started laughing. I'm like, that is the greatest thing ever. The Thanos copters in this fucking show. Yeah, that is awesome. We saw the uh, Thanos helicopter. We saw Frog Thor. uh, Yeah, we saw Avengers Tower when Loki first meets the other Loki variants. And in the background, it actually said on the tower. Yeah, Q-E-N-G, Kang, which is the company Nathaniel Richards actually creates in the future. Right. So I'm like, okay, there's another nod to Kang. And to explain Eliath to everybody, because like you said, you, you even you are a casual comic book fan. So Eliath is the one being in the universe that Kang is actually scared of. And that's because it can consume anything at all, right? Yes. So in the comics, Kang conquers a stretch of time from like 2000 BC to I don't remember the like future timeline that he conquers. But Eliath is the one to stop him in the comics from conquering more of the timeline. And Eliath actually traps Kang in this like almost like this void that Loki is in in this episode. So as soon as I saw Eliath, I'm like, oh, my God, he's guarding Kang. Holy shit, he's guarding Kang. <laughs> I thought the way they interpreted this beast, it's just like, yeah, that 
that's interesting because I remember the last time they brought a giant cloud of destruction was in Fantastic Four Raz and Silver Surfer, and now a lot of people liked it. So when I saw what this looked like, this was perfect comic accurate to this as oh, well. Oh, it really was. Uh, we'll get into what one of my favorite thing is. Uh, one of my favorite like timeline Easter eggs that they drop in this show that had nothing to do with the MCU, but like one of my crazy things was I liked how they all gave like when they're all sitting in the bowling alley talking about what was their nexus event and Kid Loki's like I killed Thor and that's why he's king. That's why they all follow him because he's the only one to do what needed to be done. Well, I don't even know if he was trying to kill Thor when he t- said the story. He was actually like remorseful about it. Right, exactly. But uh, what do you think of these different Lokis outside of Gator? Gator's God. I <laughs> yeah, saw on uh, New Rockstars, they're still in Gator polos, but with a Gator with the crown of Loki on it. And I'm like, I might have to go buy that just oh, yeah. for shits and giggles. Gator Loki is obviously the superior Loki. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I loved it. Classic Loki was a star of the episode. Uh, boastful Loki turning on Kid Loki. And like, a, like War of the Lokis breaks out in the bowling alley. It was, this episode was just fantastic. Yeah, I thought the one Loki who had like a version of Mornir, mm-hmm. I was hoping that would he would have been more of a badass, but this whole Loki setup was cool. It was nice to see OG Loki in that costume was so cool. Um, but seeing Sylvie be smart enough and almost fail for Renslayer's um, trick of being like, let's find them together. Yeah, I like that whole scene, too. You got to see the acting chops of both actresses in that scene very well. Yeah, that was really good. Then even Ravona using Miss Minutes to. Yeah, and uh, Miss Minutes. Oh, my God, it gets such Fallout like vibes from her. And that's why I like her. I think that's why I like the whole TV. It reminds me of Fallout. It seems like, you know, they could have literally, like, the way they use the technology, you know how technology is in the Fallout video games? Yeah. And Miss Minutes, I could see her being the Pip-Boy. Like, if the Pip-Boy had a personality, the, like, guy who gives the thumbs up, it would be Miss Minutes. Right. And uh, I, I like, yeah, the whole thing of her, like, stalling for time and stuff like that. That whole lie of, like, well, there's a ship that can get us to the end of time. I'm like, oh, this is such horse shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this girl, she's being smart. She's trying to trick a loki you don't trick loki <laughs> oh yeah sylvie called bullshit the entire time right but yeah, um, and then her pruning herself to get to regular loki and, and with he, a temp pad too yeah <laughs> so she was smart so that means so that means owen wilson's character like i can't believe he didn't have a temp pad then so like did he not have one on him when he got like I, taken care of like it was kind of weird right that was like my one little plot hole i'm like wait he should have one he did he should but still i'm have pretty her. sure he dropped it as he was getting pruned ah okay okay that makes sense then but if he would have held on to it, yeah, he would have had it inside the void and would have been able to escape immediately. So um, uh, we'll go back to the Lokis then at this point, unless there's anything else you want to touch on, because I, I believe that is the next scene. Pretty sure that is the next one. The Battle of the Lokis here. <laughs> this yeah. scene was so awesome. I, I love how they tricked us, of course, by showing, you know, run for Meryl Loki. Uh, the president vote for Loki. And I remember um, there's different variants too. The ones that we saw when they were showing the different variants are in the background of this mob squad too of his. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, that's Loki's. You can't trust them. So like, why would a bunch of them not trust one? It's like, right. nope, we're going to screw you over once we get into this situation. <laughs> then Loki Gator biting off President Loki's hands to start fighting. <laughs> 
Yeah. Real quick, though, uh, I wanted to talk to you about this. So me and someone else were talking about this, too, uh, at work, that we think OG Loki could possibly be the Loki from Endgame or Infinity War to a certain degree. Is that Loki? The one that we saw get killed. OG Loki, the old version in the ridiculous costume, he could be Loki from Avengers uh, Infinity War that gets killed by Thanos in the beginning. Because you know how he said, I gave such a great an illusion that even the mighty Thanos himself thought it was me. How interesting would that be if that was the real Loki and he's just aged like 100 years since then? That would be really interesting. Honestly, it it could happen. That could be correct on that. I, that's kind of something I'm thinking of because I'm like, that's cool. The fact that he completely referenced that exact same scene was where I'm like, yeah, because that's always been a fan speculation for years is that, that was, maybe that really wasn't Loki, that he just caused such great illusion. And the guy is so fucking powerful. Right. He literally builds Asgard out of him. And I'm like, yeah, that Loki was pretty smart by the end. And, you know, granted, he was selfless, but he didn't want to die. He caused a distraction for his brother to have a chance at surviving. Mm-hmm. And then he has his real redemption at the end by sacrificing himself truly this time for uh, his himself again and the help, you know, the other Lokis get past. I would love for that theory to be true just because he would again find his ultimate redemption by laying down his life for glorious purpose. Yeah, for Loki and Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, yeah, I, I would love for that theory to actually be true. Uh, so you want to continue around? Sorry, dog kicked me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so um, after this, uh, Loki's like regular Loki in the show. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go kill Eliath. And then everyone starts laughing at him. But classic Loki, uh, Loki Gator and Kid Loki agreed to take Loki to Eliath and then be done with it. Like. They're like, we don't want to die. We're not helping you fight, but we'll Mm -hmm. just get you there. Right. And then we see Sylvie show up and they're almost enchanted, kind of see where it's protecting this uh, building slash castle in the middle of the universe on a rock. Mm -hmm. So when you see her kind of enchanted, it's kind of like, oh, this thing has a conscience. So that means she can enchant it. And then out of nowhere, wow, (laughs) Morbius comes out of nowhere in a pizza planet. I mean, a pizza truck, a pizza car. (laughs) I'm like, that's a great nod. I wish he would have shown up in the pizza planet Toyota. (laughs) That would have been beautiful. (laughs) Or even a Lightning McQueen. No, I'm kidding. This is my variant, Lightning McQueen. (laughs) But, you know, they save each other and then they're like, all right, let's go find Loki together. So... That was kind of that was great to see him come back again. They were very clever in the trailers because I knew he wasn't dead because of the trailers, but they mm-hmm. kept Sylvie out of the background. And then this led to um, them finally seeing Alive. And the night the USS Eldridge showed up. I don't know if you knew anything about this ship as a kid, or like if you like are into conspiracy theories or whatnot. Yeah, this is where the U.S. government first tested invisibility. Yeah. And supposedly in 1943, in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. This thing was so funny because like, to me, I'm like, this is great. Just like the uh, D.B. Cooper kind of thing. But supposedly like the the rumors are that the Algae somehow fused with the crew and other members returning frozen or insane. Yeah. When the ship reappeared, I'm like, what the fuck? The Philadelphia (laughs) experiment. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery behind that that we'll never actually know the truth about. Yeah, unless we become president. They give us the Holy Grail. Yeah, they give us the president's book. Yeah, exactly. Nicolas Cage. Come on, buddy. Tell us. (laughs) Tell us. It's real. 
Oh, yeah. But I liked how it showed that just showed the grand scope of this thing. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of firepower. This thing's indestructible, practically. Right. And, and then, uh, yeah, continue. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, like, as they're like heading towards Elia, there's like a little scene where Mobius was talking to classic Loki, mm-hmm. like kind of giving like a pep talk almost. So in this conversation, Mobius is like, there always seems to be a Loki behind everything, playing the long game and pulling the strings. I'm like, I swear to God, if there's a Loki variant running the TVA, I will be so pissed. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. Because they were trying to throw the scent off of Kang. <laughs> yeah, I think it was terrible. Just give us Kang. More Kang all the time. <laughs> and then, uh, Loki also yeah. gets his ancestral sword from Kid Loki, which is awesome nod to the comic books. It was better than... It was actually what I wanted in Game of Thrones, being Lightbringer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the I think this right, is sorry. where we'll lead to classic Loki trying to uh, distract Elioth so Sylvie and Loki can enchant it and creates a perfect image of Asgard and goes out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, screaming glorious purpose. And it, it, that was just, it was just great. I'm glad that that actor, it sucks that he's not going to come back. We never know, though. Uh, but for right now, I thought that was a good way. And that's why I really do think that is the Loki that we witnessed die in Infinity War. I really think that's him. I hope so. Um, so then, you know, they enchant alive, and next thing you know, they're going through the gates. Yes, leading to go find to the who is the who remains. And holy shit, this was the best series finale, dude! I was season finale out of all the MCUs. <laughs> I was so giddy when they finally get into the damn castle, and the door opens just to see Jonathan Majors. I'm like, fuck yeah! <laughs> like yes rumors are true rumors are true right anytime an actor declines like if it's rumored that they're in the mcu and they refuse to talk about it because i'm pretty sure he wouldn't just like how toby mcguire is too as well or like yeah. hinting at it but not <laughs> saying it i i believe that they're in the show at some point or in the mcu at some point in one oh, shape or form sure. And I've never seen this guy act, but holy shit, he is so charismatic. I was having so much fun with this. I was just like, I was eating up every word he said. He put Loki and Mobius's bullshit to shame. Like, yeah. he was that charismatic and cunning with every word that came out of his mouth. Right, I agree with you. And, you know, just, I'm glad he wasn't, like, super serious about it. He was just like, what the hell? That, and it, it was crazy, too, because he even offered to give sylvie and loki the life that they wanted like oh loki you want to rule you want to win that battle of new york you want to kill thanos you want to rule with sylvie by your side i can make that all happen if you just stop well, what it's you're even doing that, right now <laughs> well it seemed like he even sent miss minutes as a test beforehand where it's like he can put he it's crazy but he can make it work where he can put you guys back in that timeline right he can make you king of asgard you could win in new york loki and i'm like that's interesting. And then he just kind of shits on it. And the cool thing about that was seeing how Miss Minutes can't be in two places at once. So she's not like an AI. She's like a living thing. Yep. Because uh, Reno- uh, Renova or whatever fucking Ravonna. name. I-, I keep calling her Runslayer. Ravona, yeah. With Ravona saying, where were you at? And she's like, ah, sorry. He was keeping me busy and gives her a different file. I'm like, interesting. Okay. Right. Now this is setting up because he clearly, a version of him is in love with her, just like in the comics. So, okay, this is Kang, <laughs> but not the Kang we know. This is probably the good version of Kang, correct? 
Like yes, there's good so, Kangs. Yes, there are good Kangs, there are bad Kangs, and even in the comics, there's so he who remains is actually not a Kang variant in the comics. Mm-hmm. He who remains is this old like gatekeeper who created the TVA in the comics. So they combined those characters here. So, oh, instead of completely ruin it like they did with Taskmaster? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That, yes. That's a for a Black Widow episode. Yeah, but yes. okay. <laughs> different episode, but yes. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, so they combined He Who Remains and then they took one of Kang's um, egos or alter egos named Immortus who mm-hmm. actually worked for the TVA in the comics. Interesting. So it worked out perfectly by combining these two characters. All right. I I do like that. I liked how they changed the canon, but without ruining it. Right. Because as soon as Miss Minutes was like, oh, he who remains is like waiting for you. I'm like, okay, if they just make it some like old decrepit dude, like fine, I guess I'll live with it. But it would be better if it was Kang. And sure enough, it's a Kang variant. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And dude, just the, the back and forth that he had with all these stories, it's like, Okay, I'm joking. No, I'm not joking. But legit, I'm not joking. And just it's like if you kill me, you will reap the day. You treat, <laughs> like, yeah, you're trading. You're trading in one devil for a million of us. There right. will be a war. I'm keeping them at bay, and you guys can too. Once I show you how to do it. Yeah. And Sylvie, this just shows her stupid Loki thing. He can't be trusted, and she can't trust. Yep. And that is her fucking downfall. She literally has. The man that she loves, that is her, which is weird, (laughs) or a version of her, and she just refuses to believe it all. And he is, this is where you show this Loki that we've been following is the most grown up because A, he had a crash course on how great he can be. Right. By watching himself die in Infinity War. Two, where now he's like, no, we, we, we can be bigger. We can do what we need to do. Like, let go of the past. It needed to happen to get you here. Right. That's pretty much what he was trying to get at. Like, this is what we need to do. We can take care of it all. And then she's like, you just want your throne. He's like, no, that doesn't matter. Right. Everything will be changed if we kill him. I believe him. Yeah. And like, he wasn't even necessarily saying like, hey, I'm right. You're wrong. He's like, hey, let's take a minute and discuss this and discuss the possibility that this dude is right. If he dies, there is a possibility that something worse will happen. Right. I agree. And and yeah, and then you see Sylvie open up the time door and just kick Loki through. After a kiss. After a kiss, yes. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Finally gives us what we want, which is weird again. But (laughs) it gives us Game of Thrones ruined us, bro. Right. (laughs) And then yeah, kicks his ass through the through the door and kills Kang, and Kang's basically just like, all right, I told you so. Indeed. Also, uh, let's go back to seeing how uh, Morbius deals with Ravona. Yep. (laughs) And then uh, seeing that she is a principal. I think we predicted that too early on because of that pen. Yep. So that was kind of cool to see how that was going on and seeing how the Hunter uh, B-15 was just like, see, this is all bullshit. You got to listen to me. Yep. And that just turned out to be a waste of time as well by the end of the show mobius and loki almost like merged into one character by the end of this it's yeah. like as mobius was again trying to like ravona it's like i'm not mad like it is what it is let's move past this and let's create the tva that it should be right 
and, and Ramona she, is just like Sylvie. She cannot do it. Yeah, because she figured out who Kang is and that he has free will. Yep. He's the only one in all of the Marvel Universe that has truly free will and can do whatever the hell they want. And that's what attracts her to him. Just like in the comics with Kang. Yep. <laughs> so it, it's great. Um, you know, I knew Morgus. He clearly isn't a fighter. He's more of a tactical guy. And, you know, he gets put down and she can't do it to him. So she just leaves. And that's where we kind of get left at him. And then Loki, after uh, Sylvie kills Kang, she definitely has regret immediately after she does it, realizing she fucked up. And then Loki trying to tell Morbius what happened. And they're like, you're an analyst, right? Slow down. Right. What are you talking about? And that's when we get the fucking statue of statues, baby. Yeah, we get Kang the Conqueror in a statue form because he now has taken over everything. In his costume, too, from the comics. I know that costume. (laughs) And that was great. Dude, everything about this was so perfect. Even the like the scenery of the timeline around the castle at the end of time. (laughs) The whole beginning to this episode replaying events through the entire like 15 years of marvel that we've had so far yep it was all just so perfect and then to see all of these timelines and branches just merge off this uh off the sacred timeline like oh my god dude like this is like visually stunning watching this happen yet also a little frightening of what's to come yeah um yeah, this is, I, I, like I said, you and me might just go and do a separate episode about this and talk about our favorite Easter eggs and whatnot, um, because this has been so much here and we've fallen behind, but this episode was perfect encapsulation of what this show was and the hope I've had for it, um, and especially with the post credit scene getting to being the only show confirmed by saying Loki will return in season two, which right. is what they used to do for all the Marvel things that you would see before the post credit scenes would happen yep. in the Marvel movies. I'm like, cool, I'm good with this. Tom Hiddleston, he's been talking about how much Loki is means to him. And I think this is the best way to bring back Loki into the MCU. But uh, anti-hero slash hero version of him. Right. Uh, like I Eventually, I think he will end up running the TVA like Kang yeah. wanted him to. Right, exactly. So I think this opens up possibilities, of course, of him being in Doctor Strange 2. And I think he's going to show up in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Because Kang's supposed to be the main villain of that. So Loki could be our next, like, you know, cameo guy. He's always in everything kind of thing. And I would love that. I want him back into the actual, like, MCU movies. And it would be great is that the longer he stays away from Thor, when they finally see each other again... That, that will be great. Dude, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. I think the more he's in other movies without Thor in those movies will make that moment when they have to team up again that much better. Right. It'll be great because they'll be totally two different people than the last time they saw each Either one saw each other. Because mm-hmm. Thor's going to be coming back from his depression and redemption. While this Loki didn't die, but has done way more since then is probably a better version than the last time Thor saw him and stronger too. Right. So... After all, is this is this top or uh, is this your favorite MCU show now? Oh, 100%. Yeah, this top WandaVision. WandaVision is solid too. And then Falcon Winter Soldier, I liked it, but it's three right now. That doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. It's just way less. Um, what am I thinking about? Less dense. It's more of a buddy cop action movie thing, which I liked. Right. And that's what made it fun. 
and set up more stuff and then black widow i think if black widow would have came out before that that would have made that show more special in certain aspects it would have for sure um well this though there's just so much hype behind wandavision and different timelines and then this comes out and now with all those rumors from the next spider-man movie and dr strange 2 and all the figurines of spider-man in different fucking costumes it's like what's going on and this show was perfect for that to build up excitement Honestly, I don't think I've ever been this happy at a finale of a series ever. I don't think there's ever been a season finale as good as this. Uh, yeah, the only thing I think that could top this for me where I just lost my shit. It's, uh, I don't know. I think like, yeah, yeah I agree with you. It's been a minute. I, I think the only thing that might have done it was maybe uh, the Punisher season two finale. Uh, not Punisher, uh, Daredevil season two finale, because like that episode had all the good stuff. You know, we knew the death of Electra and stuff like that. I on that, but like, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this one's pretty fun. This has been pretty special. I mean, the Mandalorian too, as well. I mean, oh yeah, with the Luke's Mandalorian season two. Okay, <laughs> let's be honest, Mandalorian season two finale was pretty fucking cool and yeah, and uh, sad. I think I lost <laughs> my shit as much with that as i did with this because seeing right again like i was like oh my god it's an x-wing it's an x-wing it's an x-wing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i was no. just i was just like that with kang i'm like oh my god it's kang <laughs> that is no ranger right <laughs> ranger x-wing that's a 1979 version <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> oh, okay is there anything else you want to touch on before we go no i think that wraps it up uh that <laughs> Uh, season finale 20 out of 10 the series <laughs> total i would so far is a 10 out of 10 a, yeah for sure i, I think we might have to uh, at like a 8 out of 10 and falcon winter soldier at like 6 out of 10 i think the only thing we messed up about this because i didn't think about it we should i wish uh maybe if we wanted to do another like full season wrap-up where we just bullshit about the show for like 45 minutes we might have to bring chuck in on this again see if chuck's available because i would love to get his opinion of the show all the way through and have him nerd out with us for a little bit yeah we definitely got to get a third party comic book reader yeah exactly um so be sure to keep following us on two guys one lightsaber at facebook.com and be sure to subscribe on us on apple and spotify on apple leave us that five star rating and a review to keep us growing as we go on here i know we've had a break but moving sucks eventually two weeks time less than that i'll have my man cave recording slash gaming room all set up and me and ron will never be gone this again this <laughs> this is long again because uh we're letting bad batch just build up because we've been watching bad batch last episode was completely crazy and i can't wait to talk about it with ron so we'll be saving that and, and then black also yeah we're gonna have a black widow episode you, you cut me off you bitch <laughs> uh we'll have to maybe try and get a third person on that because that movie should have happened before captain marvel i'll get into that at a different time doing that podcast in my opinion and also uh we have to talk uh starting august 11th or 12th we will have uh what if starting so that will be our new mcu show which i think will be very fun to discuss with us because it's going to be like an anthology series mm-hmm. and also we have suicide squad coming out august 8th as well right ron Damn, there's a lot of shit coming out August 8th. Oh, yeah, buddy. August 12th, season three of Titans, which I'm excited for. Yeah, see, so yeah, maybe you can, uh, you'll have to find a co-host for that because I, I can't binge watch that much. 
I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for Superman and Lois to end so I can watch all that and binge watch the shit out of it because that's my favorite Superman currently right now. Hey, we don't have to do it as soon as it airs. Or ends. Like, we got true, very true. HBO very true. they release everything all together, so we that is true. That's <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, thank you again for listening to us. I am Mike Pandoff, and I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, y'all.